Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? This is Ben Biddick launching the Get Up Podcast, designed to inspire and develop men and women who are locked in and tenaciously creating their finest life, regardless of the opposition. Joining me for the first podcast is the architect of Get Up Nation himself, Adam Greenberg. For those that only know him as the Chicago Cub who was hit in the head by a 92-mile-an-hour fastball in the first pitch of his first Major League Plate appearance, let me educate you on how he's taking that moment of adversity and transforming it into a lifetime of personal optimization for everyone he meets. Join me at Wrigley Field as I talk with Adam about his new book, Get Up, The Art of Perseverance. What began as a destructive anomaly in the history of Major League Baseball has become the empowerment of an entire movement who refuses to be defined by tragedy and relentlessly achieves the success of living lives of impact and meaning. The following was recorded on July 7, 2017. Thank you, Adam, for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. It's amazing being here with you and uh, getting to enjoy a beautiful game at Wrigley. It's absolutely impressive to me, Adam, how you transformed one of the most tragic moments in, in the history of baseball into something that inspires and motivates people at all ages, at all walks of life. Why do you think so many people are buying your book and experiencing such a profound impact from reading it? Well, I think that the fact that I had a a platform where Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN, nationally televised game, my first pitch, first at bat, as you mentioned, I got hit in the head. There was a story behind that, and it it just kind of resonated with a lot of people because of the seven-year battle and journey and getting that second chance. So I think in life, everyone's always looking for opportunities and second chances. And I think at the end of the day, uh, obstacles are always going to come in the way of everyone's life in all shapes and sizes. And I think the way that the media has portrayed my story and the groups that I've been able to speak to, I think it's just really been an amazing opportunity to connect with so many different groups. So I'm really just grateful that it's been received the way that it has. And excited to being able to share my journey with so many people. Uh, you don't hesitate to make yourself vulnerable in the book. You tell it with brutal honesty all of the things that you went through. Do you think that that, that vulnerability or that brutal honesty is part of how you maintain your resilience? I, I think it has to be. I think once you're willing to accept who you are, what you are, what you've done and gone through, I think at that point you're able to look yourself in the mirror and just be honest. So you're able to understand and recognize what you have to do, what next steps you have to take. So when you start pointing the finger and blaming everyone else without really taking charge of your own life, which is the easier thing to do, it's easier to point the finger and, and, make, and, and blame somebody else for your shortcomings, or um, but you only want to take credit for the successes when the success are happening, I think it's really important to be vulnerable. And it's not minimizing yourself as a person, I think it's strengthening you. So. It's something that I've done every day since uh, since this, especially in the last six months, is just taking time for myself and really kind of getting myself 
uh, around positive people, positive podcasts, positive books, inspiring uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and just people that take care of others. And I think that's the that's really what life's all about. So any chance that you, any chance you have to 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 better yourself and understand what you're needing to improve on as a human being, then life gets a little bit easier. When one thing that I've noticed is that when people meet you, they're often impressed by your humility and your selflessness. Um, and certainly in athletics, in athletics, you know, team concepts are ingrained in, in athletes, but your selflessness goes beyond that. You, you encourage everybody you meet, and your story resonates with people of all different generations and ages and professions. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I, I grew up playing team sports, um, and I always wanted to win. And in order to win, you, any one individual, can't do it by themselves. Uh, there's five guys that play on a basketball court. There's nine guys on a baseball field, 11 guys on a soccer field. Those are the three sports that I play. And the greater that you do and the greater, the harder you work, and the more you pull your teammates up and around you and group for them, the better the team ultimately becomes. So I think making sure that it's not all about you as an individual um, creates that, that, that team environment. So you... you Success happens, you have to celebrate individually and as a team. But at the same time, if you're all about yourself and only focused on you and don't care about other people, then I mean, life's lonely in that world anyway. Uh, so I know, I, just a good upbringing obviously helps, and, and, uh, and having a strong commitment to others and wanting what's best for them is in addition to myself. I see. Uh, your, your book, it's called Get Up the Art of Perseverance. It's so much more than just a book about sports or baseball. Can you give the people listening here, can you, can you tell them why you wrote this book? Well, I, I wrote it because I wanted to make sure that I could connect with a greater audience of people uh, beyond just the speaking engagements and those that I come across. And really to kind of overemphasize the fact that I got hit by a pitch, my first step back. I made it back. Great. It's easy to look on the outside and say, oh, that's not so bad. Um, so I want, I'm sorry. So I wanted to connect with people and really dive deeper into my story and of my journey of the struggles, the, the triumphs, the trials and tribulations and those types of things. And in order to do it on a larger scale, I had to get it down on paper and, and make myself vulnerable and put it yeah. all out for, uh, for those that are looking for that kind of help and guidance. Little Leo is making friends over here with <laughs> other fans. Uh, how did you, how or when did you first discover the massive opportunity that there was to connect with others as a result of your injury? Well, uh, after the game in Miami, and I had that out bad, the crowd went crazy, the media was amazing, and just the way that I was received, or the story, I should say, was received was just remarkable. But when I went, the owner of the Marlins, Jeffrey Loria, told me that I had to go speak to his synagogue in New York City. And it was at that, that event, um, I went there and spoke to a congregation of people of all ages, and 
it was really the most inspiring thing for me to be able to have left there and having kids, young kids come up to me, um, adults, mothers, fathers, and then literally, I'll never forget, two little old Jewish ladies had to be in their 80s came up to me and said, had we known that there was a Jewish ball player going to be speaking today, we would have stayed home. <laughs> but they finished with, but boy, were we glad we came. Thank you for delivering your message. That's great. And it was at that point, with the young kids all the way up to the, to the older, older people, that they were able to connect, I was able to connect with, that I knew that there was a, a, a greater calling and an opportunity to really kind of help connect with more people and inspire and motivate. So, that's what that's what I knew right after that at bat with that one speaking engagement. It seems to me that that would be empowering. Yeah, it was definitely. What, what, once I got called back up and had that opportunity, it was clarity of this is kind of the way it was supposed to be. Now, with that being said, I still went back to the Orioles the following season to sure. keep pursuing my dream of playing sure. Major League Baseball. Um, when that didn't work out. I was at peace with knowing I gave my heart and soul to the game and then continued to do some speaking engagements, continued to being in front of all different audiences, as you mentioned in the earlier earlier part of this. Um, so many different groups that never would have happened had I not been injured the way that I was, had I not overcome the things that I did, had I not got the opportunity with Miami. So I look at it as that was just the way that my story was supposed to be. And bittersweet to, to be here at Wrigley today, throwing out a first pitch and not running on the field when I know I could even still play to this day. Um, that's that's challenging and, and, and tough, but uh, I, can, I can still lay my head down at night knowing that I'm, I'm okay with it, I'm happy, and I did give everything that I possibly could to this game, and, uh, and, it's, and I'm, I'm really honored to be able to be in the situation that I'm in. What do you think is the thing that people most misunderstand about you and your 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 story? Well, and it's I'll, I'll say based on even my own perspective um, of me as an athlete and as a ball player. Sometimes when I'm doing interviews and people that I'm being interviewed by start listing off statistics or honors or uh, things that I went through in my high school, college, and professional career, I kind of lose sight of the fact that I actually was a pretty good athlete. <laughs> I was a pretty good ball player. Um, so I'd say if I'm losing that perspective sometimes, I can only imagine that the perceived, the perceived uh, the perception of the fans of, okay, the guy who got hit by the pitch. So not the great athlete, the great baseball player, the guy who earned and worked his way up to get there and then fought his way back on the field and earned an opportunity to get back with the Marlins. So I think that would be it as, a, as an actual athlete in baseball player. Can you just tell me a little bit about your passion for the service of your company? Yeah. Uh, the one greatest gift that we've been giving in, in life is our body and our mind. And every, I mean, for the most part, everyone, everyone that's born, that, that's what you have. And you only have one of them. And what we do so often is hurt our own selves. So if, I always make the analogy, if somebody were to buy a Lamborghini and they spent a couple hundred thousand dollars on a car, 
They're going to take good care of it. They're going to make sure they change the oil. They're going to put high-octane gas in it. They're going to make sure that the brakes are right, the tires are good, because it's an investment in their in a car. Well, our bodies are our own engine, and we need the proper fuel. We need the proper nourishment and nutrients, and there's so much misinformation out there, and it's easy to to hurt yourself. And really, the whole purpose and the whole goal of, of Wurong Living and Get Up Nation is not just to say, do this and don't do that. It's really to under, get people to understand why you're going to eat certain foods, why you're going to stay away from certain foods, how you can do everything in your power to prevent illnesses, diseases, injuries from happening um, to the best of our ability. Now, there's no guarantee in life, uh, but the one thing that we can do is, is, is fuel our bodies properly. So... Um, we're in a health crisis in the country. So, any sort of all the brain disorders, and cancers, and heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, those types of things really cripple a human being. And not just the individual, but also their families. So, the passion that I have for Lurong Living, we have nutritional, we have products, we have supplements, whole food derivatives of things that people need for basically creating uh, that, that are imbalances in our diet. So there's products that we sell, but there's also the lifestyle component, the nutritional challenges that we run. Because once again, if somebody is told, well, stay away from wheat, corn, soy, sugar, dairy, starch, gluten, number one, the, the question is, how the heck am I going to do that? That's right. everything that I eat. Right. Number two, why? Okay, it's bad for me. Oh, great. So our job and mission is to not just say do this and don't do that, but really to educate and create a lifestyle for people, a livable lifestyle with alternatives, and not saying that oh my god if you eat pizza you're you're gonna die. <laughs> it's like the whole the whole point is anything in life. The more good choices you make over time, it'll off it'll put the scale of uh, of bad behaviors and imbalance. But if you're doing bad choice, bad choice, bad choice, and you think, oh, I'm going to eat vegetables for a couple days, that's not going to change the scale of, well, I did this to my body for 30 years or 10 years or what have you, and now just a week, I'm going to change my whole life. So really creating the Get Up Nation and the Lurong Living, the lifestyle component, is, is just that. It's literally a bunch of little things that you can do every single day with the education and the empowerment to impact your life and then to be able to give that to others. So I try to instill it in my son already. He's only 18 months old, but he's gonna eat foods that are gonna fuel his body properly, but when he's gonna have things that are not so good for him, it's not gonna be a treat. It's gonna be a choice that he makes. Situation of certain things 
made it more likely that those people were sick and ultimately are no longer with us. That's a reason not to keep that as a lifestyle. Um, so, once again, Get Up Nation, Blue Run Living, empowering people with education and being and being there to hold their hand through the process because it's a community. It's not just you're on a you're on a on an island going, well what the heck do I do? Well where do I start? That's what we're all about. We're about building a, a family of people um, all to uh, create that inspiring environment and community that uh, that people can have a lasting impact and change on their life and others. Get Up Nation. Do you want to share with me anything about what's coming down the pike for you on that? Yeah, yeah so we've run, with Lurong Living, we've run nutritional challenges within CrossFit and it positively impacted over 70,000 lives since 2012. And that's just CrossFit specific. Get Up Nation is about everybody. It's about kids. It's about their parents. It's about their families. Um, and creating that, that nation, that group of people that are getting up corporations, schools, uh, religious organizations. We want to work with everyone and create that a nation of people that are all about positive change and not just with food, but the way that they conduct themselves, their lifestyle choices, the way that they help others. Um, so when we have lifestyle type of things, it's we're going to challenge people to be a better version of themselves, to be able to help others. That's what Get Up Nation is all about and the wrong When I hear you talk about this, I mean, it's so inspiring. And then to hear these people, they're cheering at this ball game. But it's like I can't, it's like thinking of these people cheering for this version of America that you're creating. It's something that takes this nation, which has so much promise and opportunity, and really maximizes everyone's life optimizes everything they're doing so that they're healthier mentally, healthier physically, being there more for their families and their communities. Um, it kind of gives me chills, to be uh, honest with you. You forged powerful relationships with so many baseball legends uh, who agreed to be interviewed for your book. Dusty Baker, Brad Ausmus, Peter Gammons, David Bell, Coach Fox from UNC. All of them speak about how your character and your tenacity and your work ethic were superior and truly impressive. Uh, in the book, Dusty Baker described you as being a truly special person. How can people in their own lives achieve the respect of master performers in their profession? Well, it's actually kind of easy. Because every single person has the ability to do the little things right over and over and over again. I mean, and I know that sounds, that sounds easy and cliche, but it's really true. If you conduct yourself with a positive attitude and you take care of other people and you look out for their best interest, you gain respect from others. You don't have to ask for it. You just do the little things. When nobody's looking, that's kind of what I, how I call a champion. What are you doing when nobody's looking? You just do the right thing. Make the right choice. Do something every single day to have a positive impact on the world. And that could mean just having a little goal for yourself. Because if you improve yourself a little bit, you're having a positive impact on the world. And and, and 
I know it sounds so easy, but it really is. Because it's those little things over time. It's the work that you put in over time. It's the way that you talk to people. It's the way you shake your hand, look them in the eye. It's the way that you listen when somebody's talking. Uh, it's, it's really not that difficult. And I think so much of that is missing in today's society. Where it's that, I'm, I'm, I earned it. I deserve it. I should... I should get it. Um, and I think that self-fulfilling type of mentality of just being empowered and entitled, or more entitled than anything, is where we go wrong as a society. So little things, little positive things that you can do to help better yourself and somebody else, over time, you'll gain the respect of others, you'll have quality people around you, and the quality of life that you want to live will be there for you. That's just a fact. That really leads in a a question I had is, you know, people who read the book, they often comment about how the positivity of your message is such a welcome contrast to the negativity they see in the news. Um, And that has to be a satisfying feeling uh, to to have that type of impact. Well, when I got that phone call and went down and started doing the circuit with the Marlins call-up, the media and going on, walking down the streets of New York City, going on an airplane, having stewardess recognize me, and being, when I got to Miami, walking down the streets there, and having just every single person smile, and every single person just be in a happier mood. Um, happiness is actually, it's funny, it's, uh, you can get a degree in happiness. <laughs> so it's, it's scientifically proven that happier people will live longer and obviously live a happier life but um, good things will happen so I think what we just got so accustomed to in the media is negativity making fun of people like just having bad things happen and repeat those over and over and over again well that's just reiterating negative behavior um, and emphasizing negative behavior so I think people inherently want to be happy they inherently want good stories but we do it to ourselves with the with the, the bad stuff and the negativity. So I think what resonates with people is the fact that they we're built to be happy. We're, we want to be happy. Um, and, and I just think that this my story and what I've gone through and, and my attitude and where I'm at now has really just created that that environment of happiness. And I'm going to work like heck for the rest of my life to. In your, in your opinion, what's a life well lived? One that, one that you uh, you can be happy about. I mean, honestly, I know we just talked about it, but it's it's really one that you can have a, a positive impact on other people, and you know that you went after your goals and dreams. So when you when you do that, and you, you strive for greatness in anything. And you give everything you have to accomplish that. And you take care of other people. That's a life well lived. And I know you've often experienced very painful or tragic news in combination with some of the greatest and most positive news in your life, um, which has been difficult. So for me, I wish you and your family peace and the very best of life. Certainly, in my opinion, you deserve it. So I just I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with me. 
and for your selfless service uh, to help everybody you meet. So thanks, thanks for taking the time out. Thank Adam. you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. It's sure. been an amazing journey. I'm glad to share it with such a great guy. Cool. This is the first episode of the Get Up Nation Mobile Podcast. My name is Ben Biddick. Hit me up on Instagram at Get Up Nation Podcast. Subscribe and stay ready for a multitude of motivational interviews designed to help you push through your most trying times. If you refuse to be a person who settles for a mediocre existence just drifting through life, join us and become a member of Get Up Nation. The world is ours. There's nothing we can't do if we refuse to stay down and keep getting up. Keep going, friends. It ain't over yet.